Welcome to the episode. I'm Lunchy. I'm Pabs. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. <laughs> Only try to realize the truth. There, there is, is no, no spoon. spoon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to begin. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. Perhaps. LB, what is the haps, brother? I know. <laughs> what do you know? A few things about you right now. Right. And and so I go into this small commentary, fully aware that you're not really... You've been doing the right thing for yourself. You haven't been eating junk food. Oh, that's um, assuming a bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you've eaten enough to know that every now and then one of the fast food giants will have a promotion. Sure. Some sort of a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's McDonald's probably most popular promotion? McDonald's most probably popular promotion would have to be like the value meal. Well... Think about marketing, their most valuable marketing tool. Uh, re repetition. Okay. Come on, man. Where I'll spell it out this? for you. <laughs> the McDonald's Monopoly. The all oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, yeah. so everybody loves a bit of Macca's Monopoly. Sure. Well, today, yeah, I met the McDonald's Monopoly Mon monocle guy. <laughs> no, no, I didn't meet Alfred Pennyworth. I. <laughs> I met the McDonald's Monopoly, you know, largely more drunk, less attractive, unemployed, half-breed cousin. <laughs> right. The Hungry Jacks You Know <laughs> game. Now, I don't know if you've had any experience with um, this. No. So you're probably going to need to check that out. You, our AVOs and our AOs. Okay. <laughs> this is an ad. <laughs> I, Are we sponsored? <laughs> I was so disappointed, right? So I went to Hungry Jack's on the way here. Yeah. I needed some food. I grabbed some food. Yeah. And first of all, they got my order wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I noticed they've... Part uh, of the course. The striking resemblance between the Monopoly game with Maccas and the Uno you know game with Hungry Jack's. Anyways, sure. so, I'd, you know, I'd... I'm just tempted to throw it out, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But I, the curiosity gets the better of me, you know, and I'm like, yep. well, you know, I could potentially be throwing out a prize. <laughs> sure. <sighs> okay, so I'll pull off the thing. They've got three stickers on the on the drink and three stickers on the chips. I'm like, oh. That's a good chance of winning, right? Right? Uno. I pull back the first one, instant win. But oh. it's kind of oh. dark in EV1 and I can't read it because the interior <laughs> light is currently missing. And you're driving on the freeway. Well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, when I finally do stop, I find out that I've won an annual membership. Yeah. I'm like, oh, far out. To something called Go Games. <laughs> right? Right. And I look it up. Go Games, to me, just looks like a platform, like a cheap Steam platform. Right. And it doesn't actually give you anything. Yeah. Apart from, 
an ability to enter competitions. Like, it was the most useless prize. I'm like, fine, maybe I'll have more luck with the next one. Yeah. I won a $20 voucher to explore Oz. Explore Australia? No, Explore Oz is the name of the company. Oh, right. Okay. I should have just thrown it in the rubbish. Right. It was largely disappointing. <laughs> I never win at those things. And the one time that I've won, yeah. they're largely valueless prizes. Right. Okay. Anyways, it was a bit of a downer. Um, <laughs> long story short, you might notice that we're, uh, we're not in the studio today. Yeah, coming to you live from Area 51. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Perched just outside the perimeter gate. Yep. We're a bit late for the uh, Naruto run, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll go into shortly. By two years, yeah. mind you. Uh, that's a lovely label on the truck behind us. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, uh, right here. There. <laughs> <laughs> for our AOs only, we yeah. are pointing to the fact that the uh, patrol car is appropriately labelled with a uh, THO podcast logo decal. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You're missing out on a lot if you're an AO. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> today, why are we gathered here at this monumental location? Mm. Well, for the psychics amongst you, we are likely going to be discussing the topic of Area 51. <laughs> okay? Yeah. That's the height of our imagination. Don't knock it. Uh, <clears throat> let's get straight into it. Well, just before I feel we... like I've wasted so much time on that story, and it meant more to me than it means to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before we get going, mm. please click the like on the video for us. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Number Share one. it. Um, yeah, just just click the like. All right, we're, mm. we're not going to ask you to go too far here. We're not that wild. No. <laughs> Five stars on Apple iTunes, iPod, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. five stars. Do, do, us, do us a favour, just uh, five star us there. Yeah, mm. Anything less than five stars is a fail, remember that? Yes. Okay? Now, the other thing is, we're putting it to our uh, viewers. Yes. On YouTube. And our AOs with a sixth sense of humour. To locate us for the next podcast yes so, do you want us to be in outer space yes do you want us to be underwater underwater do you want atlantis us, do you want us to be in atlantis mm. do you want us to be on mars on the bridge of a death star yeah whatever you like comment down below yes and for the next episode that will be our location you have the power <laughs> you have the power to place us power is in your hands yeah nice i like mm. it i yep. like it yeah, talking yeah, yeah. of forget you maca's monopoly yeah have you seen <laughs> tho's location subscriber based reward system like yeah yeah, yeah come yeah. on it's in your hands it's in your hands okay area 51 Pabs and i got to think yeah How just the hell... one last thing okay <laughs> Over here. I'm going to uh, dematerialize us um, just momentarily. Nice, nice, nice. Must be that Nevada <laughs> desert air. <laughs> All right. So as we phase in and out of reality. Because um, we're like that. Yeah, we're like that. Yep. Um, we are discussing Area 51. Absolutely. We, we got hold of some secret tech. 
we did. <laughs> uh, that's right. Element 115. <laughs> I, uh, so, <laughs> we, we were discussing to ourselves, like, how is it possible that we're 70-something episodes in and haven't managed to discuss this yet? How did we yeah. not just fall on this, this is, sooner? It's a travesty. It's yeah, a we apologise in yeah, advance. Yeah, yeah. Area yep. 51. Okay, yep. everybody who is anybody knows the term Area 51, and I guarantee that 99% of them are mistaken as to what it is. Okay, enlighten us. Well, in as far Isn't as... Isn't it where aliens were dissected and... No. So you remember the Jenny Dixon thing? There were yeah. a couple of stories amalgamated that sort of confused the folklore in general. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Area 51 is basically a testing range. Okay. It's an Air Force base known as Homie's Base. Yep. Or Homie's Base. Homie's Base? What? Yeah. Uh, now. <clears throat> it's, homies, it's Homie's it's Base. Homie's Base. I, I wanted to sound. <laughs> Authentic, okay? <laughs> so it's 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 the common name of a highly classified Air Force base. Right. Okay? Now, it's in the Nevada Test and Training Range, okay, um, <clears throat> and is administered by Edwards Air Force Base, okay? Right. Now, Groom Lake yep. is one of the sites on, well, the base is on the Groom's Lake site. Right. Okay? Right. Now... Straight off the jump, you said it, isn't it where aliens are dissected and aliens this and that? Now, yep. there is a separate facility, all right, a yep. couple of kilometers to the south of Area 51. Now, it's still in the testing range. It's still on the U.S. government turf, yep. okay? That's known as S4. Now, that's right. where the cool stuff happens, okay? So, I just want to put that there on Front Street before we go any further, Yep. Okay. It's a it's it's a small sort of classification, but it's super important. Yeah. Because I mean I I've read a lot, I've seen a lot. If I was to guess, I would say that the Air Force base on Area 51 is purely that. Yep. For test flying aircraft. Okay. Okay, it could be experimental. Yep. And I dare say if there are flying sources that have been recovered as it is alleged, yes. And they have we have managed to reverse engineer some of the technology. Yes. Then those sources will have been flown at Area 51 as well. Sure. But the that aliens and the 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 research into the craft, mm. that's S4. 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 Same okay. parcel of land, a couple yep. of kilometres away from one another. Right. Okay. And S4, we're going to get into Bob Lazar oh, absolutely. later on. Absolutely. Okay. Because um, there is no Area 51 without Bob Lazar. Yeah. That's you right. don't know about Area 51 without Bob Lazar. Yeah. That's, so it's simple. Yep. And we'll explain sure. it soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly, um, without going too far into the Bob Lazar chapter, because it's coming up. Um, this is, it's important to note that yeah. he actually revealed the existence of an air an, an S1 S2 S1 S2 S4 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 area before uh, it was actually public knowledge. Yes. No one knew about S4 and before. very few knew about Area 51. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into all that. Let's yeah. talk about what people would commonly think about Area 51, all right? Yep. It's the base of a lot of folklore. It's the base of a lot of conspiracy theorists. Yep, yep. Um, For, you know. Namely aliens and UFOs. Yes. Okay, that's, uh, it's, it's you know... Uh, been used in a lot of media it's been used the backdrop of a lot of movies uh, mm. indiana jones that's yeah. where they keep the uh the the not the holy grail the yeah. not the tabernacle what was the thing i there? think it was the holy grail could have been the holy grail yeah right but uh, um uh, in, the, a, in a factory bay full of other boxes that right. have high that's, value items that's right yeah just to name a few yep right right yeah so like it's been this way for the last 80 odd years right um yeah also the history points towards you know there's all this stuff happening and people were at a boiling point come 2019 <laughs> they 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 were Primed. They were primed. And they were sick of the secrecy. Yeah. They wanted in. They wanted in. <laughs> and they <laughs> we have some exclusive footage. Can we can we put context to it first? <laughs> is it is that okay? Like right, do you okay. want to put yeah, context yeah, yeah, yeah. to it first? All right, all right, all right. So in two thousand and nineteen, yeah. yeah. somebody got on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Maddie Roberts. Yeah. Right? June twenty seventh, two thousand and nineteen, jumps on Facebook, yeah, and 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 musters all of his friends mm. in an uh, army, if and, you will. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to get people together. He thought, let's raid Area Fifty One. Yeah, right. The famous they can't raid stop area all of us. They can't stop all of us. Right was the cry. Yeah. Little did Maddie Roberts who's described on Wikipedia as a shit poster, literally. <laughs> uh, I had to look into that. I didn't know what that meant. It is just what it sounds like, <laughs> by the way. Okay. He 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 gets a, he garners a little more attention than what I think he wanted or was expecting, right? Yeah. Because he creates the event, Raid Area 51. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets two million attendees. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And another one and a half million is maybe going. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I guess before the the actual raid, a couple of companies actually got on board and saw this as a great marketing op. And yep. they went, you know what? Let's throw a couple of music festivals to coincide with the supposed raid date. Yeah. Why right. not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Time moves on. It's getting closer towards the raid. Yeah. Someone throws another brilliant idea in the mix. Not only are we going to raid the facility, yes, we're going to do it Naruto style. Naruto style. Now, anybody familiar with the anime of Naruto will know what we're talking about. Yep. Anybody who doesn't, simply described... Uh, we'll play the video now. All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> so, hands outstretched behind you. Yeah. Chin forward. Yeah. Perched down like an emu. Yeah. And running full speed. <sighs> so, I guess you probably have drawn your own conclusions as to what happened at the raid. Now... It's worth noting that 
the day prior to the actual raid. Here is a uh, classic... Naruto pose. Naruto yeah, pose. There you go. Note the uh, forward-leaning angle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, and the anticipation of extreme movement. That's right. And, <laughs> and here's a uh, Naruto jump. <laughs> all irrelevant. Oh, here we go. Outcome. Look at that. Oh, That's actually movement. pretty good. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's your Naruto yep. pose, okay? Yep. yep. Now, the day before the raid was supposed to take place... Yes. The, uh, <laughs> the, I believe it's the Department of Air Force, Department yes. of the Air Force. Yeah. So right. they basically release a statement, right? Yeah. Well, not so much a statement as it is like a disgruntled employee posts a tweet. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you open up my text on Trello, you'll see the message that was tweeted to any potential raiders. Yeah. Okay. And the, the tagline for the actual tweet was um, the last thing hashtag yeah. millennials will see if they hashtag attempt to raid Area 51. <laughs> and it's a picture yeah. of a B-12 stealth bomber <laughs> with about 100 military personnel in front of it. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> we're just going to put that up for you. Um, yeah, that's 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 the last thing you will see, millennials. <laughs> right? I just, uh, I oh. think that that's great. Yeah, so it's a B two. They were forced bomber. to. They, they were forced to apologise. The people, the oh. organisation oh, okay. responsible. Right. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That so, funny, on the day of the raid, yep. what happens? Well, they didn't get the two million that they wanted. They yep. came close. Yeah. 150. <laughs> 150 people turn up willing yeah. to Naruto raid Area 51. <laughs> okay? Yeah. The dance festival and the music festival? Yeah. 1,500 attendees. Nah, it's uh, rookie numbers, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're probably still more happy than the raid organisers, I dare say, right? Uh... Why do you think... Like, what... Here's the irony of that. Yeah. Let's say the two million arrive. Yep. They're at the fence. Yep. What do you think is going to happen to them? The first one that climbs over that fence, what do you think happens? 50 cal. Straight through the eyeball. Yep. Right? Yeah. They, they would have to set, because the American government and the armed forces are contracted to protect not only the land, but what they call their assets. Yeah. Right? Sure. They would be shot, right? They probably would be. Does yeah. it deter the rest? Yeah, well... Because, like, everybody's like, oh, they can shoot at me, from. but I'm, I'm, you know... I'm they Naruto. can't shoot all of us. <laughs> well, they don't need to shoot all of you. <laughs> right? Just the two or three hearty ones amongst yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, intersecting lines of fire. <laughs> so what do they say about Area 51 in general? Um, I guess yep. it's the centre of speculation. People, yep. there have been like numberless claims yes. to people seeing UFOs. Yeah. To that you can say kind of expected at a test range, mm. right? Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and far be it from me to be sceptical. 
I want to believe in this stuff. I've I've been loud and clear about that since episode one. Yes, you know. I just think that it's 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 likely you're going to see some unexplainable stuff at a top secret government research facility that's also an airstrip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to see strange things in the sky. Yeah. Now. Makes sense. Wherever there's a secret, there's a group of people that want to know the truth. Yeah. I think that therein lies a bit of poisonous fuel, if you will. Mm. Because I'm eager to know the truth as well. But at what point can it distort reality for you? Because you've got, you need evidence. Yeah. You need some type of evidence, right? And and this is why Bob Lazar is critical to this. Mm. Mm. Yep. Okay? Yep. So Because he is a almost almost verifiable yes. source of knowledge yes. on this subject matter. Yeah, definitely. So for anybody not familiar with Bob Lazar, okay, he was an MIT student that went on to work at Los Alamos uh, National Laboratory yep. as a particle physicist. Sure. So he's no slouch. No. The guy knows he's something, right? Mm-hmm. He's later employed by a company, EG&G. Yep. Okay. And and in e, within EGNG, now this is where the claims begin. Yes. Okay. Now, um, Bob Lazar, who went on to uh, the news, KLAS, uh, under the pseudonym Dennis yep. in 1989, yep. claims that from ENGNG, mm-hmm. he was hired by the United States Navy. Yeah. Now, there are lots of. Uh, uh, it's not just the Navy, right? So yep. the Navy's broken up into a hundred different sections. He claims sure. that a, a branch of the Navy yep. employed him to work at S4. Yeah. The complex, the facility on uh, within Area 51, if yes. you will. Okay? Right behind us. That's right. Right. Just, just south. Just yeah. south. Yeah. Right. Now, he he claims that the first thing that happened to him yep. was that he was taken in for the interview originally for a different position. Yeah. The the position he ended up being hired for was a senior staff physicist. Yes. He was curious. He, he, he mentioned, you know, they had a lot of interest in his private life rather than his professional experience. Mm. Come to realize in his private life, he was a rocket scientist. Oh, right. He had a particle accelerator in his master bedroom, right? <laughs> right. So this is the type... Of, he's not just a scientist at work. The dude's a scientist, like, through and through, you know? And so he's hired... What he, How he feels is that he's hired on the basis that he has successfully built propulsion systems that no other people have really put any thought into or dismissed as being outlandish or too hard. He's yep. completed. He's that guy, okay? Yep. Now, he, he, he claims that... He was briefed with over 110 different briefings before he commenced work. He claims that within those briefings, there were mentions of alien craft, Mm. aliens, and alien technology that used non-Earth technology to function. Sure. 
right? He describes that moment as odd because, for his mind, he's being briefed for a job. Mm. But B, like, if this is legit, this is the scientist's dream. Mm. You know? Yeah. Imagine reading a briefing and seeing those words, you, you know, like... That is the dream. Yes. Are you kidding me? That's living the dream. Right. So he says that he he basically the travel routine was strange. That was the first thing that got him. Mm. He would they would go to Area Fifty One. Yep. And they would then be put onto a bus with blacked out windows and driven to S four. Right. Right? They were split up into teams. It was highly compartmentalized. Yes. No, the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. They were giving him very small sections of work to crack and figure out, and in his case, reverse engineer. The propulsion system. He was working on the propulsion Mm. system of one of what he claims nine sources that were on the S4 lot. Wow. Okay? Yeah. He says that they were recovered um, in the 80s those nine sources. So we're not talking about the 50s and Roswell. Yeah. We're talking about as late as the 80s that nine sources had been recovered and taken to S4. Yeah. He doesn't disclose where they were recovered or how they were recovered. Mm. I guess he didn't have that much information, right? But these were functional units. Functional sources. So therefore, I mean, understanding that a space race... Yes, coming from another planet um, would very likely have to surrender Mm. those um, ships in order for our um, government to work on them. And that, well, or, yeah, 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 because they weren't, yeah, that's right. It, it wasn't because, described like, I mean, as crash landings, like it wasn't as though they were It wasn't damaged, no. right? What, he didn't describe them as damaged. Is what no, I mean. no, no, that's yep. right. So his job is working on the propulsion system on one of these functional sources, Yeah. right? He describes the propulsion system as being powered by an element known as element 115, which at that time was not available on Earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The interesting note here is that element 115 would go on to be synthesized here on Earth, but in Earth's atmosphere is completely unstable. Yeah. Within the saucer and the other components that powered the saucer, completely stable. Yeah. Right? Now, Bob discusses many things. He talks about the fact that there was a in the, within the propulsion system the what he describes as the core was an invisible magnetic force that you could not touch when yep. the system was powered up yep. you couldn't push your hand past it it was like a magnetic force except there were no magnets so we we we're, we're looking at the um the image here one of the sources right this is yep. what he called the sports model yes yes right? and this Thing in the middle is what we're talking about. This is the propulsion system. Yes, the positron emitter. Positron emitter yes. is what he calls it, is it? Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, that alone is fascinating. Yep. Um, he, 
he's he got a chance to actually board one of the sources yep. and work in what you would call the middle section or where the what we would probably consider to be the flight deck yep. of the saucer. He noticed that the instruments on board and the seating were very small. Yeah. Uh, he likened it to basically a, a child's yeah. playroom in the sense that you wouldn't fit an adult in the chairs. Yes. Um, because of the, the size of the seats and the size of the instrument panel. They'd have to be very little. Yes. He also makes claims that he was walking down a corridor during the course of his day mm-hmm. and happened to look through one of the porthole windows on one of the lab doors yep. and noticed that there was a very small thing in a chair with very long arms, yep. which he later small renounced beam. He later renounced as it being a doll. Yep. He seems to think that maybe he was looking at a doll. He only got a very quick glimpse and he said it would make sense that it was a doll mm. and that they were testing proportions. Right. Um, because so, they had recreated a chair right. from the craft. And the, the, there were scientists in the room, two scientists, yeah. and that they were just looking at this thing uh, okay. in the chair. And he said, yeah, well, they're probably just measuring yes. at that point to figure out how it could reach from a seated position and... You know, unless it was an actual alien. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't believe it was, but who knows, right. right? Right. What does your brain interpret when you see something you've never seen? And that is a good question, right? You know, your left and your right synapse they they may create the broken link. They, you know, mm. maybe he saw saw an alien and he thinks he saw a doll. I don't know. That's the least interesting thing he said, though. Like yeah. that's the, you but, know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, just tells you a little bit about his character. If he was in a secret facility, yes, um, you know, peering through portholes, mm. you know. Well, it wasn't an intentional look. No, but it know? was still look. Well, you know? yeah, I, inquisitive mind. I wouldn't right? have just had a four hundred millisecond look. Yeah, I would. Have I been. would have been glued to the fucking window, <laughs> kicking down the door. Right, like I would have been executed. Um, so basically. Um, yeah, I, I would have just been like, is that a fucking doll? Because that's the sort of thing that can drive you crazy later, <laughs> right? That's right. We'll go on to that, right? Because I think it worried him a bit too, yeah. right? So basically, he's he, he he's doing this, I guess, dream job. Now, things start to get strange for him yeah, because... He starts to, his thinking starts to turn, right? And this speaks about his character. His thoughts are, this isn't right. Mm. And it's got nothing to do with aliens and UFOs and the cool shit. Mm. His far more fundamental dispute is that the government is now withholding technology that could change the face of the planet for the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could affect every element of life as we know it. Yes. And the government's harboring it. Mm. That's a crime to it. Mm. So he decides to the open his mouth. Must come out. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was a mistake to begin with. And and largely, to this day, he still believes that it was a mistake. Mm. Right? He basically has uh, several attempts made on his life. The most serious um, one that almost got him into real trouble. Someone had actually shot out his tyres on a freeway. <laughs> 
right? And he decided at that point he was going to go uber public <laughs> and uh, Cause, cause basically shout it from the is, mountaintops. This is the only thing that can keep him alive. Insurance policy, basically. man. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And it makes sense. It mm. makes sense. Um, the, the interesting part of it is that people around him, his closest friends and family members, all say the same thing about him. Outside of his science, which excited him and he loved it, mm. he was super quiet and shy, reserved. Yeah. He wasn't, um, he, he just, it wasn't in his nature to be out there. And he hated the public eye. He hated being in crowds. He mm. didn't like that stuff. Uh, or doesn't like that stuff. Um, yeah. He also equated his experiences working at S4. Yeah. To transporting a nuclear reactor. Yeah. To the mid 1800s. <laughs> Right. Getting to work with the propulsion system that he did. He likened yeah, himself and right. his fellow okay. scientists to people. In the, and he said, like, you know, what are they going to do with that nuclear reactor? They're going to try and undo it. They're going to try and take it apart. Mm. The closer they get to the core, it's going to kill them. They don't know that. Mm. But it, everyone dies in the end, you know. like, mm. And so you can see, like... This craft that he's working on, the saucer, so he's talking about traditional aircraft and the yes. way that it uses either propulsion by wind or propulsion, so propeller-powered or, yep. or turbine-powered, yes. jet engine-powered, to propel something mm. underneath and behind the craft to yep. moment, to create forward momentum. Yes. The way he describes the, the inner workings of this saucer... Yes is that it manipulates gravity. He calls it an anti-gravity drive, an anti-matter uh, propulsion system, anti-gravity drive sure. that manipulates the gravity in front of the craft so that the craft gets actually pulled into... pull, gets pulled mm. and falls forward into right. that manipulated space. And dispels a couple of myths about UFOs that I didn't know. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the sources actually fly belly forward. Right, upside, like, yeah, upside like, down. like I, no, I thought they, down, they sort of cruise along on a horizon, you know, like mm, long ways. Maybe not at the speed, case, you know, at speed. Well, speed doesn't matter because the way that the funnels on the ship work is that it can create that distortion on all faces of it, basically. So, why does it travel like that then? That's a good question because aerodynamics, as we know, don't apply to this. We base that on wind resistance and, I guess, the forces that we understand, right? But wouldn't there still be wind resistance? Well, not in space. Not in space, no. No, no but on Earth. Well, not with an anti-gravity drive. If you can, mm. We don't even understand gravity, right? Like, yeah, not really. If no. you can control gravity, mm. you can control the laws of thermodynamics, right? And, and, and there's, shit, there's shit we don't understand, yeah. suffice yeah. to say, right? Yeah. Um, so he, more recently, right? Yep. So suffice to say that, that Bob Lazar, um, so once this, he broke that, sorry, that's right what here. I was going to say. Right. Um, so once he broke the story in the late eighties, yep. which he did to, to George Knapp, who will come into it in a second. Yep. Um, basically tourists started flocking to area 51. Yeah. People started to hear Area 51. Every news station in the country started reporting on it. Yep. They, they were calling him crazy, mm. but they started reporting on it. 
Yeah. Now, that's why I say without Rob, you know, Bob Lazar. Yes. There is no Area 51. Mm. You know, there is no interest. Yep. It doesn't happen the same way. Suffice to say that he's, to this day, he's still confused yeah. about what he's for. Well, so much to the point that more recently, within the last couple of years, he went to a hypnotherapist. And did some regression therapy. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, that that's a nice segue. Go yeah, on. Quick, quick little segue. <laughs> so... Um, uh, uh, our resident uh, psychic, um, no, no, no. Um, uh, person of awe, person of awe, <laughs> Sandy Star Viking, right? Um, Sandy Star Viking will be coming back to do a past life regression yeah. with us, yeah, because she has recently become qualified to, to do, do that to do the past life regression, yeah. So uh, we're just we're just sorting out when we're going to do the episode. This life or next life? <laughs> Imagine regressing back to this life. <laughs> you were a famous podcaster. <laughs> oh, right. You had a failed podcast show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit poster. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so, look, he does the hypnotherapy thing, but he does it for a specific reason. Yeah. He says that it was data overload. The things he saw on a daily basis... Yes. Whilst he might have taken part of it for granted then, realised yep. that everything he saw was peculiar. And so he wanted to understand more about his journey, why he was there. But mostly, he wanted to find out more about the, the engineering mm. and the, the... Well, and there were certain things that he like made public mm. well before they were known such oh. as s4 and even area 51 wasn't public knowledge no also the, um, the security mechanisms the security at s4 mechanisms the, so to, to swipe in you well know, it was gates. a hand yeah, scanner a, a hand right scan, and the light right. above it would measure the length of the bones in the hand yeah right, right. Okay. and they're unique to everybody like I did, uh, fingerprints mm. Mm. and so like he was laughed out basically in the 80s like we don't have that technology well recently the CIA declassified a bunch of documents yeah we did have the technology yeah right yeah yeah um he he brought up element 115 115 before anyone had heard of it once yes. again you're crazy yeah you're insane well now it's been synthesized now it's been synthesized <laughs> you know right and not not in a very stable um isotope <laughs> no right it, it deteriorates in fractions wow, of a did millisecond. you see it in the cloud chamber that they created and it no. bent light uh, amazing oh, amazing really? amazing stuff element um, 115 cloud chamber Element now, 115. I've got a quick story about Element 115, if you'll uh, let me carry on. I want to see this cloud chamber. Okay. So, you can. do you want to play it for the good people, or is that uh, for your private consumption? <coughs> is this what I'm looking at here? Yes. This, okay, so let's, let's just go to our uh, transport to our vision visionoscope. Yes. <laughs> and it looks like we're looking just at a brown piece of a brass plate oh it's a brass plate it looks okay. like a, a brass coin of sorts right right it's tight it looks like it's tied down to something and then there's a little bit of green caterpillar looking kind of thing yes yes where does the light bending happen mate? here we go okay here's the cloud chamber coming in right. and See what it's doing with the light there? 
Oh, I d- no, I no. don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm not a physicist. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Well, maybe to the books for you, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, okay, right. element one fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, the way that it was used in the craft, the way that Bob Lazar had reported it, was that it was a triangular, flat piece. Yes. This the 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 like the width of a five cent coin. Yes. Right. But that triangular piece was actually cut. From face multiple faces yes. of a solid cone. Yep. Right. The solid cone mm-hmm. was actually cut <laughs> from a solid tube. Right. Okay. Now the way that so they they had to basically shave the cone to create the triangle plate. Yes. Right. And they had to, but the the actual tube, yes, was was this element pancaked on top of one another, right? So like the construct of it is insane, mm. you know. Like Very it's not as straightforward as you know, yeah. just cut a disc out and throw it in there. Yeah, that's it. Wouldn't work. Yeah, it had to be put together very precisely, right? It should be noted that um, the name of the element. Unapentium. Ununpentium. Very close to unobtainium. Which is an element, (laughs) right? Unobtainium. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it's been used in a lot of movies, but there's... Have a look. Unobtainium. Let's have a look. Unobtainium. Yeah. The the, uh, audio only's are getting frustrated. I'm going to continue, right? Unobtainium. Right? No, this this is movie stuff, bro. Is it? I'm pretty sure. I thought that... So here is the unobtainium unobtainium, when you won't have the best material out there and don't care about the availability. When you want to have the best material out there and don't care about the availability. There you go. Okay. (laughs) False. (laughs) Um, uh, But it's very similar to the name unobtainium. Yes. And I find that pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So interestingly enough, Bob Lazar um, was interviewed by Jeremy can't recall his last name. There's a documentary on Netflix at the moment, sure. Bob Lazar and Area 51. Yep. Um, so the documentarian had a private conversation with Bob Lazar regarding a disclosure that he had made originally that he may have actually taken some Element 115 originally out yep. of S4. Yep. Now, they had that conversation in private in Bob Lazar's backyard. Yes. The very next day, Bob Lazar was raided by mm-hmm. the FBI, Yeah. the FDA, Mm. The computer crimes branch of mm. so they're listening. Security. They're listening to him. Well, they claim that the raid was completely unrelated. Oh, sure. And that they wanted to know about a contact of Bob Lazar's that he'd had dealings with through his now private business that supplies um, chemicals to laboratories around the country. Sure. <laughs> right. They're after the unobtainium. Now, the discrediting process was unbelievable. You know, over the years that he was called crazy, a part of that roller coaster ride was was industries getting on board, because you know, I guess the first investigative journalist that that looked into this, George Knapp, yeah, went looking to verify his original story. Okay, where were you educated? MIT. Mm. Well, there was no Bob Lazar at MIT, so they scrubbed all his records, right? Well, yeah, they went to Los Alamos. Mm. 
There was no Bob Lazar here, mm. right? They got in touch with EG&G. Mm. There's no Bob Lazar ever been here. Mm. Bit of deeper digging years later found that, okay, Bob Lazar was listed in a directory of staff contacts for Los Alamos, mm. that um, he was... Uh, there was, as far as the EGNG, there was an actual guard yes. there that claimed to have known Bob Lazar quite well yep. and, and could verify him. Yes. Um, and it all came about because um, <laughs> I think it was in the 90, early 90s, mm. Bob Lazar was arrested. Yep. Because he was trying to help some prostitutes (laughs) set up a legitimate brothel. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really just a muddying of the waters, you know, because we're talking about, you know, he was facing real jail time. Right. They were going to throw the book at him. Okay. And they were trying to verify his credentials, but he stuck with the same story. Yeah. Now, that's commitment, right? Mm. You know, he's he's maintained this for 30 years. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, I just, I think you need to watch it, you know, for yeah. our for our yeah. listeners out there. Yeah. Watch the documentary. It goes into this in depth that I can't explain because, you know, brain power. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Brain power required. That's yeah. right. Watch the doco. Yeah. Do yourself a favour. Yeah. Right? We're not yeah. sitting out here in the desert some for no reason. Yeah. Um, so I I thought that we might um, explore if there has been aliens, um, you know, found and alien technology, um, you know. Uh, reverse engineered. Reverse engineered. Yes. Investigated. Yes. Then there should be evidence of advanced technology around the 1950s mm. that we can't really explain, right? Yes. So Some missing link in technological <clears throat> breakthrough. Yeah. Mm. So I did a little bit of digging around and I found what out... What do you think the aliens made? Well, polarised sunglass lenses. Shades. Shades. Yeah. Right? I like shades. Um Became first became available in 1963, uh, 1936, when um, Edwin H. Land began experimenting with making lenses with his patented Polaroid filter, right? Mm. But it wasn't until 1947 that the Armalite company began producing these uh, lenses, and it should be noted that also in 1947 was mm. the um, supposed crash landing at Roswell. Mm. Okay, 1947. I, any, like, yeah. I see what you did there. Any uh, corris- you know, corresponding, uh, you know, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, um, Kevlar, I want to believe. Kevlar. Kevlar is a miracle of modern science. Yeah, it's a yes. heat resistant, strengthened synthetic uh, uh, fiber. Yes. Um, it's got a high tensile material strength, which is actually uh, stronger than steel. Yes. Okay. And it was developed by DuPont in 1965. Ah, so they, they had a good 50, yes, like 18 years. A little years. bit of time yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. break down the, the process. Yes, um, And it yes. first became commercially viable in the 1970s. Ah. So, again, you know, um, is it is it 
stuff that the the army was using prior to that? Right? Well, yeah. I mean, you'd assume there was some testing going on. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, so titanium as well, right? Titanium, although it's a you know it's a it's a metal that has always sort of been in existence. It's it wasn't until the 1950s that they began to use it extensively in military aircraft. Yes, yes. Again, right, 1947, 1950. Yes, yes. Um, and, um, you know, Lockheed used it extensively in their jets around the 1950s. And Lockheed was the testing ground. Uh, Area 51 was the official testing ground for Lockheed. Lockheed Martin. Interesting, right. yep. interesting. I'm seeing the connections. Transistor radios also. Around the 1950s, yes, became you know commercially viable product yes. around the world. Yeah, it's a big jump from the cup and string, isn't it? Well, it's they they were able to analog you know uh, produce uh, you know um, broadcast signals. Yes, but this is the first sort of digital transistor that's able to transmit information, um, you know, remotely. Leaf out of ET's book, dare we mm -hmm. say. Um, silicon microchips. Yes. 1952. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, later developed in 1958 as a proof of concept. So again, this is sort of dating back around that 1950s area. Yes. Okay. Night vision devices. Yes. Again, developed around alien, 1963. Right? But you know, is this just when the military decided to? you know, release this technology. 1963, maybe they already knew about it back in the, you know, late 50s or the yeah, early yeah, 50s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and used it for their own gain. Um, you know, they, this There's is a possibilities, right? It's a little, little mini explosion, perhaps, if you will, of technology that... Um, happened to coincide with some unexplained phenomena that that's was right. supposedly UFO-related, alien-related. I agree, man. But, like, did you see the new footage that the Navy released of this, this submersible aircraft that's sort of bouncing from the surface to the, the uh, you know, the water to the sky? Um, like everyone should know at this point about the Tic Tac video that's getting on now. There's been yep. a couple more videos that have been released um, this week um, that that just cannot be explained. And that here we go, it's on the screen. I keep forgetting you can do that. Um, this thing so is this sort of bouncing just... underneath and and popping back up. That 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 line you can see there, the grey line represents the the horizon of the water. Yep. Um, oh, and this is another one now. Yes, this is another one. Triangular shaped. Yep. So there is the documentarian that filmed this documentary I was talking about. And here's the tic -tac. That's the Tic Tac. Yep. Yeah. Now, we're getting to a point in our time here yep. where I don't feel like we're far away from official disclosure. Mm. I, I feel mean, like... What is that? What is that? You know? Well, Yeah. What is that? What is that? Yeah. You know, like these... It's this... not a hot air balloon. It's not a weather balloon. It's not swamp gas reflecting mm. off, you know. You know, the, and, and again, I might just add yes. that, um, you know, if you look at these search results... Yes. It's very heavily doctored. It's all news agencies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's when disclosure happens, agencies. man, that's how it's going to happen. It'll be controlled. They don't want chaos, mm. you know. It's, it's, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. What's you know? Jojo? I want to know what I already know. Yeah. 
um, or already suspect. Mm. Um, what do you think disclosure means for, for the populace at large? Well, you know, we've dis- we've discussed this before on the podcast, and the question is... You, you know, reckon Doge will take a dive? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <God. laughs> well, the question is, you know, what, um, what makes us humans feel like we need the validation of these powers that be? Dude, I had the same conversation at work today. Right. What was the conclusion? That it it started with the usual question with my staff. Yeah. That that's quite typical. Like, what is consciousness? Sure. You know, and how would you describe your consciousness? Yep. And if you can't use a time or a place or a physical body to describe your consciousness outside of existing and being yes then it is possible that we have simultaneously been living have lived have died already Mm. as many different things okay represented physically by our consciousness sure so we have already discovered and are yet to discover and have been and have yet to be an alien ourselves. Right. Mm. So you think that they I think will, aliens they are will... conscious. I think that oh, aliens Of course they are. And I feel like if that's true, yeah. Then why couldn't have you have already lived as an alien? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a question mm. of reincarnation. Well, right? yeah, I mean, there's a few things that have got to fall in line. You've got to believe in reincarnation. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, are you, what, are, what you're saying is that in the far future, yes, there's a possibility that, and our AOs won't understand this, but we're watching the famous video of the um, alien, autopsy. alien autopsy. Supposedly from Roswell. Supposedly from Roswell. What you're suggesting is that there will come a time potentially where mm. it's one of us on that operating table yes. being operated by what we classify as aliens because Absolutely because we we end up on another planet on yes. our spaceships. Yes. Mm. And if we're not the aliens, we're the ones doing the autopsies, so either way we win. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very, very... Um, because do you intriguing. think on, on, on their planet they're watching this video in reverse like like there's an alien cutting up a human <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah well you know that would Given have that would have many videos infinite of realities right like, cutting up humans right yeah, yeah and cows and stuff like that that's right, right. yeah their kids probably learn it in primary school mm. the anatomy of the bovine but look the video we're watching Yes. Probably one of the most fascinating pieces of film film ever released to the public, whether classified or unclassified or debunked. Debunked. Whatever. It is It's a great bit of cinema, isn't it? Utterly, utterly extraordinary yes. what is happening here. Yes. You know? Um, you know, they 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 cut this thing up and yes. I mean I don't know whether if you're a bit weak in the guts you might not like this but um 
you know, this is this is utterly, utterly fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you you can actually see the um, organs, you can see, um, you know, that this looks to be a complete alien cadaver. Cadaver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very detailed if it is a fake. It's super, super, super detailed. Right. Yeah. Enough of that. Yep. Amazing. Okay. In conclusion. Yeah. No, no, I was waiting for you. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up. I think we okay. should put a pin in it. Fine, we're putting a pin in it. Now yeah. you know about Area 51 as well, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Welcome Can we just start? Oh, okay, we're not going to sign off with that now. What? You're welcome. It's a bit <laughs> arrogant, isn't it? Welcome aboard. <laughs> welcome aboard. Welcome aboard.